0: On this episode of Week, we talk Twist, the simple smart home light bulb speaker. We talk about the HTSA and their electing of new directors, but more importantly, how buying groups impact integrators. Last but certainly not least, we talk about SnapAV and their continued buying streak as this past week they picked up Autonomic, expanding their reach into distributed audio. All this and more on ResiWeek.
1: The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This This is is AV Nation. Nation.
0: This is AV Nation. This is is ResiWeek, episode 45. Seriously, snap! This is ResiWeek. This episode of ResiWeek brought to you by DisplayNote. Welcome to ResiWeek. This is your weekly wrap-up of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott for avnation.tv. Today, I am pleased to be joined by Jeremy Glowacki. He is the editor of Residential Systems. How are you today, sir?
1: I'm doing well and I, I must say, this is my first time on with, with the new uh, platform and it seems to be really uh, nicely syncing. I, I can see you talk and your voice and mouth are matching up nicely.
0: Isn't that nice? Yeah. It, it, it's, it's crazy how that works when you don't have to use the Googles. <laughs> not that we don't like the Googles. So uh, on the Googles? I wasn't. I just said when you're not using the Googles, when you're using Zoom, Brought to you by Advanced AV. You'll love it. Like that little plug. I really hope he's listening to this episode. Uh, the guy you just heard is my good friend, Tim Albright. He is the founder of avnation.tv. How are you? I am well. 12 days it? till Rogue One. 12. Oh, yes. The movie. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh,
1: yes.
0: Oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's jump right in. Um, gentlemen, this past week, there was more... Exciting news uh, out of snap a v it turned around that they were not going to rest on their laurels after their last purchase. They were going to keep buying companies and uh, as you can see in this article uh they went ahead and bought autonomic, the number one brand of media servers among high revenue integrators. This is a uh, a bit of a big move if i if I can say so, for Snap, who is moving into, you know, distributed audio and not only just any distributed audio, but Autonomic, who, you know, has been known for quite a while as probably the number one standalone uh, distributed audio, high-end audio company. Jeremy, is this a, is this Snap just continuing to try and dominate the market and go after every little niche that it does not already have? Um, or is this them picking up a company that, that really fits their true, their true core core system?
1: Um, well, I spoke to um, the folks at uh, Snap AV uh, on both their recent acquisitions uh, there two weeks ago, I believe, or three weeks ago, they acquired Vigilant, um, which is that uh, security brand that, uh, mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, complementary to their already existing security products. And what they seem to be going back to every time or both times I've spoken to them is the Sunbright TV acquisition mm-hmm. a year ago. And I think that one kind of, I don't know for a fact how that played out, but it seems like perhaps that one, was an opportunity they couldn't refuse. It was an, a situation that was sort of presented to them. They jumped on it back then. And it was a proof of concept that they now can acquire companies and integrate them very successfully into their um, ecosystem. And instead of creating products and matching them for their own you know, product, creating their own product lines, which is a challenge for any company, they can get a whole cloth product in their arsenal in a category that they don't have already represented and this is a a category that's was missing from from their lineup um was presented as an opportunity they must have good uh cash on hand to be able to make this kind of a purchase but i don't know if it's going to continue there's how many more products i don't you could look and see what what are they missing um i haven't really analyze that. But I think if, if the opportunity affords that, they, they've they've decided this is a successful way of growing their um, capabilities for sure. Um, and much easier than trying to create their own product from scratch.
0: Very true. Tim, as this comes to fruition and, and as this plays out over the next couple of months, when we start to see this being available from, from Snap directly, is this something that you know, it's obviously going to affect dealers in a couple of ways. If you currently buy from Snap uh, or for us through their distributor up here, it's going to give you access to Autonomic, which you may or may not have had before, which, you know, again, gives you that that ability to bring a, a true wired solution at a price point that hits most of the, the wireless systems that are out there. Um, you know, they they've got... Uh, a, a system that goes up against the Big S system um, fairly effectively in a wired traditional uh, yeah, platform. What does this mean to those integrators who are now looking at it, saying, "Hey, I, I can now add Autonomic to my to my repertoire"?
2: Well, it's a great it's a great help for them, uh, and that's one of the things that. We, and, and Jeremy's talked to integrators as well over the last say, two years, right, with all these different M&As and mergers and acquisitions about getting access to new product. Um, the, this one specifically, um, Autonomics is, is a really good company. They've got a long track record. Their, their products are pretty solid. And it's going to give folks who are currently in the Snap A, B ecosystem, if you didn't have access to Autonomic, yeah, you know, the, you, you can make the argument that there's not a whole lot of them out there. But if you didn't, it's going to give you access and an introduction to their product line. What it does, though, is it, is it takes folks who may be eh, stagnant or you get caught in a rut of using the same product over and over again. And it gives you new eyes and it, it maybe a new perspective on a, on a product that you either had, had the chance to use yet or just haven't given it, given it a chance And this gives you a good reason to try it out because, Hey, you know, suddenly I have access to it. You know, what the heck, let's try it. Either bring it in house in our own little test lab or, you know, try out on a job.
0: Now one thing that I think kind of gets overlooked when, when these purchases come through is currently, you know, autonomic was sold through independent reps and rep distributors. What does this mean for them? Especially if this was one of their primary brands, sorry <laughs>
2: that, that, <I> mean, <laughs> there are I and mean, I, I, I don't mean to be flipped this is people's business you sounded have, pretty flip it, it, it was all I didn't mean to be but you, you're going to have contracts that you have to honor through a certain amount of time once those contracts were up though there is a better than chance than not that they will not be renewed uh, simply because it, it's a different you know snap A.V. has a different business model than going through, going through uh, rep firms. Um, one thing that, that I looked at in, in looking at, up the story this weekend, Snap A.V. is not a publicly held company. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a privately held uh, LLC. So they're looking to expand their base and, and their offerings, uh, like Jeremy said, but not necessarily through developing their own products. They're finding products that fill a niche, that fill a need that they have and adding it to their stable. Um, it's not like uh, we talked about a couple weeks ago with Harman and, and Samsung. You, know, you, you, you increase shareholder value, you keep shareholders excited uh, by growing through acquisition, right? The same, we, same talk we had about AVISPL SPL and, and picking up the, the group out of, out of the West Coast. You, you increase shareholder value and you grow through acquisition. This is not that necessarily. This is growing through acquisition but it's not necessarily for the shareholders it's for the other end of that. It's for your clientele. It's for your dealers, the folks who are looking to you for solutions. step AV is, is taking a step back, it looks like, and say, okay, there are some areas that we don't necessarily have a solution for. Let's go get it, right? And, and Jeremy's right. It's a lot easier. It's a lot faster to go out and get a company that's already doing it well, purchasing them and adding them to your stable rather than doing the R&D and developing it on your own.
0: Well, and especially when you look at the fact that by doing this, they're just bringing more options to their dealer base. They're expanding that dealer base. And Jeremy, one of the things that I found very interesting about this is because they already have their smart home as a service platform and autonomic has its. Once they merge that, is that going to, that really should just be a beneficial aspect to the sale for the dealer. Because again, once these two clouds come together, you instantly have all of this available through the app without the dealer, like myself, having to program something and design an interface.
1: Yeah. Not to mention, I mean, everyone uses snap AVs ordering platform, their their portal as, as the model for how things should be done in the future in, in this business. Um, you know, granted that you take the rep out of the equation, that's bad for certain people's, you know, livelihoods, but it's the process of ordering alone is just such a benefit for Snap AV, uh, dealers that I think that this is going to become just a more organic process to to include in in jobs. Um, and then on the autonomics side, they they said to me that they're looking to do new things. And this is, you know, basically giving them more money to work with to, to create new products. And they're keeping that team together, at least for now. You know, mergers and acquisitions, it's always a hard thing, you know, from, you know, uh, you, you try to blend these companies together and there's always some kind of a conflict and the entrepreneur is... usually the first person out the door and you you lose the personality of that company. Um, So far, it looks like they are trying to keep these companies intact and not just homogenize it into one place. You know, they're keeping their location and keeping their, their complete team. And it's only a 22 person company. It's not a huge company um, that they're adding. So um, you know, that, that's, that's the, to go beyond what your question was, but that's the, Concern I have with all of these in this industry, it's just you know becoming this big, homogenized being that doesn't have any identity that it used to have. Right. I don't think that's hopefully that's not going to happen here.
0: Very good. Let's uh, let's move on uh, to this comes to us from Residential Systems, HTSA. The uh, the board is welcoming a fresh perspective, Andrea Reiner and. Uh, Terrence Murray, are joining the board of directors. They're both uh, fairly well-known in the industry and, and have some extensive backgrounds in sales and marketing, etc. Um, gentlemen, uh, obviously, you know, the boards of the, these buying groups change over time fairly consistently, but what I really want to talk about looking at this is the essentially the pros and cons of some of these buying groups and if we see a point when, you know, there was a there was a time a couple of years ago when buying groups seemed to be all the rage and if you weren't in a buying group, what were you thinking? What were you doing with your business? Um, Jeremy, it, is that still the, the feeling among most integrators um, or is it something where they're over time, you know, moving away from that and maybe for example, becoming a big Snap AV dealer versus working within this large buying group?
1: I think it just, it depends like anything. Um, I, I think that the folks that are in buying groups, um, are very passionate about the return on investment that they get from them. Um, they're, uh, the discounts are part of it, but that's always downplayed when I talk to the executive directors of these groups, it's the education part of it. And it's the, the, face-to-face time with peers that are not in competitive markets. Um, So whether this is the end-all be-all, that's for the individual company to decide. There's more people that are not in buying groups in this industry than are in them. I would say a lot of the top integration companies happen to be in buying groups. Um, I don't know if that's a result of them being in the buying group or that they, you know, kind of cherry pick the best of the best to be in them, you know? Um, but I do believe that the fact that they can get together, they can share uh, best practices, they can learn from experts, they can get um, services that groups like Cedia are offering, but it's a more targeted, you know, specific group plan that they can learn more about because they have to attend the, these meetings, they have to go through the education. I mean, it's basically a requirement of membership that you attend these meetings, so you're not missing out on all these opportunities. Or as CDA, you kind of have to pick and choose what you participate in. So I think that there, there's a lot of um, a lot of talk about the education part of it. And I think that's a that's you know, it's it's not never a bad thing to get more education and to have more peer-to-peer time.
0: No, definitely not. Tim, when when looking at a buying group to to maybe become a part of is, you know, what Jeremy said is is that going to be the the primary driver? For most of these integrators, as they're looking or, or potentially considering becoming part of a buying group, is it going to be the education, uh, with with all the avenues that are out there for education? Is it going to be the discounts? Is it going to be the peer to peer stuff? In your mind, what is the big push that drives integrators into into these groups?
2: Well, it, it's it's actually it's the education from the peer to peer. Right, and Jeremy hit, it, hit it on very something very important. There are a lot of of top twenty-five, top fifty integrator integrators uh, in the states that are a part of these groups. Sitting down at the table, or having a cup of coffee, or having a drink with some of these folks is never a bad thing. You know, learning mm-hmm. from the best is never a bad thing. So picking their brain and letting them talk, you know, speak into you and in your business. Um, is always you know something beneficial. What helps foster that is the regionalization, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you take HDSA, you take PSNI, you take some of these other of these others. They're regionalized. You don't have two competing integrators in the same space in the same market. So folks are typically a lot more free, a lot more open about you know some of their tricks or, or some of their their their. Wins and their losses, you know, hey, you know this is what happened when we did this and this is what happened when we did that the The discounts doesn 't hurt right, and some some of them can be significant um, the education doesn 't hurt, but like you mentioned, you can get that from CD, you can get that from infocom, you can get that from the manufacturers. I think really what it comes down to is the peer to peer stuff and you know a hundred years ago, when we all had list serves, right you know we could be on on that and those young kids out there, list were basically it's a lot giant uh, email list where you would subscribe to and people would would trade information back and forth. This is a version of that, right? This is a a real in person version of a chat room um, or a message board where folks can can share ideas and you know share their triumphs as well as as their tragedies.
0: Now, because it's regionalized, one of the things that always concerns me is what happens when you have that young up and coming dealer in whatever region he's in and there's already a member in the three or four, because there's not a ton of buying groups available. What's that, what's that younger or, or newer integrator to do when he can't get into these, these groups because there's already someone regionally there?
2: Well, Typically, those folks are entrepreneurs, and so what's an entrepreneur do when you when you find a problem? You create your own solution. He starts his own buying dream She starts <laughs> her own buying. I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. I, it's not it's not unheard of. Um, there are a couple of, of integrators. One's a residential. One's a commercial. Right now, that are doing are looking at doing that exact thing, where they are uh, they have a, a group of, of folks, people they've met through the industry. Uh, some is uh, a good handful of them that can't get into buying groups for whatever reason and they're looking at starting their own. So, you know, that, that is definitely within the realm of possibility.
0: Very good. Let's uh, move on to our last story of the day. Uh, This comes to us from strategy.com and our good friend, Ted green. He is talking about twist. It is a simple smart home, light bulb and speaker that is kind of making a little bit of noise Um, as you, as you scroll through this article, you'll see that the, the big difference between this and and some of the other, uh, light bulb speaker combos is that this one is biologically correct. IE it's an led light bulb that, uh, changes its color temperature to sync, uh, and kind of mimic the traditional light of the sun. So it's it's brighter in the morning, more in that 5,000 Kelvin range, and muter uh, towards the end of the day, again, getting down into the, the 28, 27, uh, 100 range. But it also includes a speaker, and uh, unlike most out there, this is an AirPlay wireless speaker opposed to a traditional Bluetooth. Now the fun thing is, of course, these are not shipping yet. Uh, they aren't. Don't laugh when I say that, um, but they're not shipping yet. They're available in March. They come in a a two pack at one hundred and forty nine dollars, or th- uh, a three pack of the twist speaker, or a six pack of the twist light for three ninety nine. Jeremy, is this is this just another expansion of IoT? and devices that your average homeowner can go buy either online or on Amazon or at Home Depot or Lowe's and put in their house and you know a have controllable lights but b have music uh, distrib- distributed throughout the house
1: yeah i mean i it's hard for me because i have always represented the custom installation channel and so all this IOT stuff, I have to kind of think of a different customer. And I know a couple of these people. I know these people that are gadget people. They like to be the ones that have the, the cool thing when, they're, when the friends come over for a party and they get to try, show it show it off. And some of them are more early adopters and that sort of thing than I am. Most, mostly they are because I'm, I'm a little bit more, a little bit like kind of a laggard when it comes to new stuff. I like to let it get second generation before I invest in it. Um, but for a product like this, it just seems like it, it's, it's a novelty in a way. I don't, I don't think it's gonna be like a, you know, a, an Alexa kind of a situation or some of these products that just sort of go, come out of nowhere in a way. Um, I, I do think it sounds like a better quality version of a combo light uh, and speaker. Um, and I like this science idea behind it. It's a cool story. I'd love to try it out. I mean, it seems like kind of interesting the way that the light temperature changes throughout the day um, because I'm a big dimmer guy. I love to be able to control my lights and um, especially at night, I cannot stand harsh lighting. It just drives me crazy. Uh, anybody that's just an all on overhead light person, I can't get along with, but.
0: No, yeah. Why do we get along so well? <laughs>
1: He says from the shadows of his office. <laughs> of course. Shall I dim them down? <laughs> yeah. there you go. But uh, yeah. So uh, nice. But, but yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, uh, the same guy that's going to have um, colored bulbs that he can change for parties and sort of that sort of thing, I bet would be, would be a customer for this type of product, even though it's it's not super cheap. Um, but you know, you think about it in terms of getting audio. Um, it's not a bad price, I suppose, you
0: know. No, not at all. Given given the other wireless options out there that aren't light bulbs, I dim my lights just for you.
1: <laughs>
0: um, Tim, looking at, looking at this product, you know, we've seen these before. Uh, they continue to be talked about. Granted, I don't know if I've ever seen one in the field. Is this something that, you know, you would put in your house let's start it let's start it that way is this something that you would put in your house or is this something that you're gonna sit back and say okay i can control the light i like that that's cool the i i don't trust the audio and again none of us have heard this so we don't we don't know it, it may sound amazing but chances are because it's in a light bulb it's not going to sound overly fantastic no What is this like? Is this just as Jeremy said, is this just something that the early adopters, the gadget guys are going to play with? Or is there hope that this type of product or this product category could become a a true part of an actual integration system?
2: Okay. Could it? Yes. Will it? Probably not. And here's why. you you have so many products out there that do something similar to this wireless audio right? let's be honest what it is it's it's a wireless speaker okay mm-hmm. um i cannot imagine the fidelity of this and yes i'm going to go to the quality of the speaker immediately i cannot imagine that the fidelity of this speaker is anything to write home about in a home even in distributed audio in homes that's one of the one of the check boxes right it's got to sound good, or at least sound better than, uh, you know, a, a, a AM radio from 1970s. Um, I guess so I don't, I have no idea what the dynamic range of this thing is, and I cannot imagine it's, it's very good. Um, In offices, you can get away with a little bit less quality. In classrooms, even less. In the home, though, the home and everything that that you and Jeremy and, Fergoza, and Richie Fregosa and, and everybody that, that lives and breathes this stuff on a daily basis... A home is very personal, people spend a lot of money, they spend a lot of time, and they want the quality. And I cannot imagine that the speaker quality of this is, is, is very good. I'll be interested to see what happens in March when it says it ships, sure, I'll, I'll spend the 150 bucks to get one and try it out. Um, but I do not see this specific product. If the quality is there, yeah, sure. Uh, it's something that, that that you guys could use to distribute throughout the homes. Um, my issues, though, when it comes to integrating, is control. Uh, and yes, that's that's my bread and butter. I, I'm a programmer. Uh, that's that's where I go back to. But that is that is part of an integrated system, is the ability to control it, the ability to send various pieces of audio to it. And so I don't see anything like this happening I, on an integrated. Like uh, your question was integrated system, mm-hmm. one-offs, sure. College dorms, knock yourself out. Right? Give give your give your kid as as she goes off to college a pack of these and she could stream her her iPhone
0: to it. There will be nowhere near enough base for a college dorm. (laughs)
2: Let's
0: get this and a a wireless sub. I don't know. (laughs) wireless. Very good. Now, do we care at all that it has, uh, as they're calling it, a bioadaptive or or biologically correct LED lighting spectrum? Is that something? Because we talked about this on a previous show. Um, with the uh, the guys from Joshua AI, that is something that has been making noise in the extreme high end market. At a hundred and something dollars, do we put any faith in this product's ability to do that, Jeremy?
1: I don't know enough about it to know what the price point needs to be. To be honest, um, I think from a early, you know, trial kind of opportunity, just, I mean, you know, if I don't know much about it, and I'm kind of in the trade, your average consumer is going to just go, whoa, I've never heard of this at all. Let me try this out. This sounds pretty cool. Or out of Christmas ideas, I'm going to get this, yes. you know, this year <laughs> um, for, for gadget uncle or dad or whatever. Um, but... I think, to me, the speaker part of it is less interesting than the biological lighting thing. Mm-hmm. Just because I know way more about the audio stuff than I knew about this other thing, um, I, don't, I think we're giving people too much credit on audio quality. To be honest, I think that they're willing to put yeah. up with a lot more. Than, <laughs> I mean, I I have uh, an echo that you know my wife goes to because of she's got it connected to her app on her phone and she's more comfortable with it than our distributed audio system and our distributed audio system goes offline from time to time. And it's just like, rather than reboot the system, I'm going to just go to here and I cannot stand that single speaker as good a quality as they make it, which they do for a mass market product. Just that single little speaker on a counter just drives me crazy. Like that, that directed sound kind of thing. It's, you know, when I know what it sounds like when it's in every room and it's distributed and all that, um, and, and this is going to be several point sources, you know, it's theoretically you put a bol- multiple bulbs in the ceiling and you can kind of mimic it. It may be, may rock somebody's world that they can have more than one speaker in their ceiling and they didn't have to cut a hole, you know, they don't even know probably what an in ceiling speaker is <laughs> you know? right? Or, or they know it just from a, you know, a retail outlet or something. But, um, I, I, I don't, um, I don't know about the, the, quality of the light i would like to try it out i'd like to see what that's like and i think that some people would i just i don't see this kind of taken the market by storm by any chance any anyway, any
0: means very good tim i'll give you the last word on the on the lighting side of it
2: mm-hmm.
0: are we to the point where we really don't care as long as the led f- mostly functions we're happy with it
2: I, 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 I'm going to agree with Jeremy on, on the part that I, I think the, the average consumer doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, some of this is education uh, to the, uh, of the consumer by the integrators, right? This is why you need this. I mean you're right. You're right. We talked about bio, uh, bioadaptive lighting a couple weeks ago with the guys at Josh mm-hmm. AI. Um, you made some really good points. I had no idea about it until we did that, that story very interesting right um you know mimicking the, the the suns and the circadian rhythms and making sure that that all that is in line and, and making yourself feel good and, and increasing the the, the uh was it increasing the temperatures during um the winter months when we have less mm-hmm. sunlight and you know making yourself feel good and, and i learned something during, during that episode you know believe it or not um it's because i hosted it i know it's crazy <laughs> and and it's because you know, matt's a huge lighting guy um so I think if it is important, it's, it's gonna become important because of the education of the, the customer mm-hmm. from the integrator. Um, now, whether or not, you know, it, if this is what this thing does, sure, then you, you bring it, you, you buy a six pack, you bring it into the client's home, you put it into a fixture and you say, okay, this is what it does, and, and look at the different temperatures and look at the different things that it can do. And oh, by, by the way, this is why this is important, right? So it comes back to the client and actually it comes back to the client. And the crazy thing is this may end up being an IOT device. Sure. Awesome. Groovy. It goes back to the conversation that we had with Mitch Klein at at CD this year. And I I will harp on this probably until, until I stop doing this, but the whole do it with me movement, Hmm. right? You You can do it, do it for me. You have do it, you do it yourself. DIY. And this middle ground. And I think this, this product is, is uniquely there. Do it with me where, They may pick this up and say, hey, this is cool. And then you have Matt Scott or Stephen Bronner, or Rich Fergosa coming by and saying, this is why it's cool. This is why it's important. This is why you want it. And oh, yeah, I can help you integrate it into your whole system.
0: Very, very good. All right, gentlemen, that kind of does it for today. Thanks again for joining us. Jeremy, where can people connect with you?
1: Um, well, probably, uh, our website, residentialsystems.com would be the best place and I'm on Twitter too, you know, uh, as the editor, that, that thing, but, uh, <laughs> Twitter, I, I'm, 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 I'm ready to,
0: Are you, yeah. you hanging it up on, on Twitter. You've had it.
1: Yeah, I've got so many, so many issues, <laughs> they're, big, they're bigger than <laughs> social media, just, yeah.
0: fantastic tim thanks for uh thanks for joining in my friend where can people connect with you uh
2: my twitter is uh td albright tim david albright um at this point i'm celebrating the fact that the bears no longer have uh, jay cutler as, as a quarterback and um celebrating our first annual Aviation awards which the voting is is live now so
0: yeah, good plug by the way. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you can go by the website to find that out. Uh, but again, thanks for joining us. For myself, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D. Scott. I don't have any issues with Twitter; I can make it work. Cowboys lost last night. Though. Yeah, I know. Did they? Did they? Did they lose or did they? Because they didn't get beaten. They. They, they beat lost. Those. You know what? At the end of the day, it's an L in the column. That's all I know. It's definitely an L in the column. Yes, sir.
1: I just was going to say, you live in Canada. You don't have the same issues. With Twitter,
0: no, but we got a lot of snow last night and the, the moose are not running fast enough to keep our internet going. So it's been rough. Uh, but again, you can follow me, Matt D Scott on Twitter, uh, or pretty much every other social platform. But more importantly, please stop by avnation.tv. You'll find this show as well as a wide variety of other shows that we have. When you stop by the site, please make sure you check out our underwriters. You'll find them in the left hand tab or up in the menu. Um, we are extremely thankful for their support and we ask that you support them as well. Thank you for watching this week's episode of Resi Week.